Howdy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Yes, we're snooping around backstage to bring you the news, the gossip and our pick of the week. The studio phone's set to ring any second with your ringing requests. Who'll be on the line today? Oh, I wonder. And you can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of a song. And then there's our quick quiz, where I got 14 out of 15 right last week. Can I reach such dizzying heights again? Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we give you the plot of a show that you might not have heard of. Then make sure you catch our Spotlight interview with Thomas Mitchells. And that's all coming our way, your way even, before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Oh, well, Joe. Hello, how are you doing? I'm okay. Joe is coming to you, brought to you by the magic of technology of Zoom. Yes. So, uh, uh, having been smugged... (laughs) Having been smug last week about the fact that we hadn't had to do any Zoom shows for a while, now you're on Zoom. I know, but it's it's a little bit easier this way, isn't it? It is. It is slightly easier. And could you hear that my voice is like an octave lower than normal? It is, isn't it? You've gone full Barry White on us. And excuse me, I was rather hoping that even in your absence, you might be able to, you know, ship over a coffee for us. Oh, give me a break, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, I've had those couple of lines on the little flow test. Um, But I'm nearly over it now, so that's great. Over yeah. the worst of it. So you're going to let yourself loose at the weekend, you hope? Which is just as well, because I've got major shows. So I was going to say, good. I mean, has it almost been a gift to be able to spend some time at home planning? Like sending emails and doing all the sheets that everyone needs? Yeah, I, I have done that. But, you know, I haven't had to do so much this, this year because we've got Ryan Carter, creative directing ah, the show nice. this weekend. So, yeah. Oh, great. So that's taken the pressure off I'll, you. I'll try and keep, yeah, I'll try and keep my, my pitch up a bit because I feel like it's very, very, very low. <laughs> It's funny it's how crazy. illness can do that to you, can't it? Can do you right down here. When my I did quite a lot of shouting at the weekend. I mean, projected, but yeah. still, my voice was very tired on Monday because I had my show last weekend with uh, my kids. Go. We did Saving Wonderland, which my friend Kirsty wrote. It went really well. I spent most Good. of it shouting louder, just because I think sometimes, <laughs> or possibly from having been uh, on Zoom for the last two years. A lot of the kids have lost some of their awareness of their own volume in space. Sure. I mean, I know they've got it in them because I've heard them running around outside afterwards. Mm. But it was interesting that, uh, yeah, suddenly in a large hall, um, that uh, awareness, that innate awareness to project to throw sound to the back had slightly dissipated. So that was, uh, it, it meant that I did quite a lot of roaring. And so, yes, I sounded a little bit like that on Monday as well. Yeah, but, you know... It's not not like you not to talk, so... What are you saying? (laughs) I remember when I was about four, skipping down the street with my friend Annabelle, and her mum was taking me home, and I said, I'm going to a drama class tomorrow. And she went, what are you going there for? And I went, they're going to teach me how to speak louder. And I remember Mandy (laughs) snorting, going, you don't need any help with that. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> I went to see a show this week, not to rub it in whilst you've been locked indoors, but I went to see Hamlet at the okay. National. It's the young <gasps> person's Amazing. version. Um, yeah. And the poster's great. The poster's a picture of a sort of ghost um, on a broomstick with a couple of eye holes cut out. And I went to support my friend David Ahmad, who we've had as a guest in the spotlight chair here on Stage Door. And I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be like. I had no idea. You know, I, I went slightly expecting it to be a bit dumbed down, a bit silly. Actually, it was so good. I can oh, highly really? recommend it. It's touring to schools all around London. Um, okay. And they're doing uh, this Dorfman run for another week. If you've got young children, it's aimed at sort of 9 to 12, I'd say. But I, oh, would, I recommend yeah. 
I would say anything six or seven plus can cope with it. Okay. Um, there are a couple of scary bits. There were some kids behind me. I mean, listening to some of the kids' reactions was priceless. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's musical. They've managed to condense it down into 65 minutes. Um, it's fast. There are some songs. Uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are essentially just sort of hype men and women who come out and get the crowd going. They get mm-hmm. the audience chanting along in places. They go and interact with them. And yet they've still got nearly all of it is Shakespeare. There were only a couple of bits. There was one monologue where they clearly just needed to set up instead of to be or not to be. They needed something a bit more. I'm going to pretend to be mad now. Um, (laughs) And it felt quite politically relevant, that bit. They managed to um, crowbar in a point about the fact that you are, uh, you don't necessarily have to do what your masters say if your masters are setting rules and then aren't following them, which I thought was very interesting. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And the kids were all over it. They knew exactly what was going on. I'm especially excited today because of our special guest. Now, yes, um, yes. Now, our special guest is a fabulous actor, but he also does voices. And I managed to ask him to do several voices. And I know you haven't heard it yet, but you are going to love what he's doing, right? Right. There's a particular person that is just, I mean, all of them are fantastic. And then he ends our show or ends the, the interview with somebody even it's just magical. It's just fantastic. You're a tease. I've got, I'm wondering who these people are now and what's made you think of it after talking about Hamlet. Well, it was, yeah, it was about what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, nice. So, listen, I think we should hear me sing. Yes. <laughs> what, what, so when your voice is normally higher? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> So for, the, so for the avoidance of doubt, who's about to sing on that track isn't you, is it? It is not me, no. <laughs> no but the name that show jingle is yours. It is excellent. It is. Oh, very, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> but, it's, but it's right up there. But yeah. <laughs> so this I'll, is Name That Show. Version. What are people supposed to do, Joe? if it doesn't already hey, listen, say it on the tin? It does. Well, that's a tiny clip of a song, and we're going to play two other clips throughout the hour, and you need to guess what the musical is that that song comes from. Now, I've got a leaderboard in front of me. Uh, Thankfully, I took it home last week, and I can write down who is guessing correctly because whoever guesses correctly more than others will win a prize. So let's play that again. It's an intro of a very well-known song. I mean, even I know that one. Good, yeah. I, I think a lot of people will. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be um, a theatre fan to know no, that one. No, it's quite nice, really. I thought that. I thought, oh, we've gone for one that pretty much, pretty universal, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon so three quarters that, of people listening will be able to oh, name that. definitely. So if you think you can get it in that first guess, um, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, Wordle and Hurdle and all those things, isn't it? <laughs> like, you know, can you get it in the first guess? Um you email me, Joe, J-O, at river.radio, and tell me what you think it is, and I can put you on my leaderboard. Yeah, And if very you need nice. another hint, just stay listening, because there'll be another one shortly. Uh, now, speaking of Wordle, I played Wordle this morning with a couple of students, and I yeah. was beaten by a 15-year-old. Oh, were you? She did it in four <laughs> guesses and about 30 seconds, and I spent the next five minutes trying to do it, and I was, it was right down to the wire. It took me to guess six, oh. and yeah, well done her. Oh, I got it in four as well today. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, well done you. Let's lift the curtain. <laughs> I 
out. We can we even remotely snoop around. Yeah, we should start with the Oscars. <laughs> I think we probably should. Did you watch the Oscars? Um, some of it. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen one clip. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I bet I know which one that is. <laughs> uh, yes, it is indeed. Will Smith marching up onto stage and slapping Chris Rock. Um, yeah. Your take on this? I, I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest, because only they involved really know what's going on. So yeah. I, I, I can comment on it from what it appears to be. I can yeah, comment yeah. on it from her point of view, you know, all that kind of stuff. But really, only they know. Yeah, only they know. True. The only the thing that I've been keen to say is that violence is never the answer, and so it's just so annoying that it's got to that. I can see the yeah. the frustration building. I don't think it's just the Oscars. Uh, I think Ricky Gervais has got something to answer for here in terms of making these events yeah. a roast event where yeah. you have to sit there and smile. No one's really, yeah. you know, you you don't opt into that. You're just assumed uh, to be there to be enjoying yourself. So yeah, it. Uh, no, exactly. I think it was cruel, uh, but I think there was a better way to deal with it. Uh, other th- exciting things from the night, though. I mean, sadly, Judy Dench and Jesse Buckley missed out, but Belfast no. won Best Screenplay. I so, know. Uh, Kenneth for Branagh original, for the first yeah. time. I uh, know, which is fantastic. Really pleased for him. And then that Billie Eilish track that I love so much from Bond, The No Time to Die, that won Best Song. I mean, it that's did. it's such a lovely one. That I mean, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, there's something. It's so suitably Bond. Yeah, and do you remember last week I was telling you that Coda, the movie, is going to be made into a musical. Oh, yes. Remember? Yes. yes. And it won Best Show. I, do you know, I saw that in the list of winners and went, why does that ring a bell? And it's from yeah. you talking about it last week. Yeah. So if you just listen to me in the interviews, then you'll know what's going on. Yeah. So can anyone else hear that sort of... <laughs> <laughs> it's Rude. so odd sitting here with this empty chair opposite me. Oh, I'm wiggling around with... no the... coffee in your hand. I know. Now you're appreciating the coffee and the croissants I bring you each week. <laughs> Aren't I just? Thank you so much uh, in, after the event and in advance of future croissants. <laughs> and I was pleased to see as well that Jenny Bevan won for the Cruella costume. Oh, uh, did she? Yeah, having awesome. having just got the BAFTA, she then also very deservedly got the Oscar as well. The costumes in that film are insane. It's worth watching Cruella, not just for Emma Thompson and Emma Stone, but also for the costumes. It looks amazing. Well, yes, one of our previous guests was in that movie. Yes, as well. I remember, yeah. yeah. I know, so we've got our heart and our fingers on the pulse. We really do. Haven't we, haven't we just? <laughs> uh, now, speaking of which, what have you got? Let's park the gossip and move on to what's what's hot. What's hot? Well, the musical Six has had its thousandth performance. Yeah. Which is incredible. So well done, everybody there. And of course, last week we had the lovely Abby Hodgson, who was one of the actors in the musical. So congratulations to all of those queens that are um, (laughs) playing uh, in that show. So that's exciting. I have... Listen, I could. T- I did want to say how sad it was that that um, we've recently lost Tom Parker. Yes. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you know, but he actually, besides being in the band, uh, the Wanted, and he he was even in a Take That um, tribute band oh, really? prior to that. Yeah, but he actually made his stage debut in 2017 playing Danny in Greece. Oh. So yeah, so it's uh, I know it's been a um, real shock. A real shock because it, he deteriorated very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, too young. But obviously we send his love, our love, to his wife, Kelsey, and the two kids as well. Yeah. Uh, in 
happier news, the Royal Court on the 1st of April is reviving its 2017 play um, of Bad Roads, which is written by a Ukrainian writer, uh, Natalia Vorozhbit. And they did that before. They're standing in solidarity with the Ukraine and not... If you can't get there on the 1st of April to the Royal Court, which is in Chelsea in the uh, West End of London. Which is um, tomorrow? Yes. Oh, yeah. Gosh, do you know, I, I've been remarking how amazingly quick March has gone. January plodded on with all the enthusiasm of a school yeah. school kid uh, on, the, uh, on the morning run. But flipping heck, March has gone like that. So tomorrow, if you can't go, if you haven't already got a ticket, I suspect they've gone. And um, the Guardian is live streaming it on their website. Fabulous. And that writer has previously had work at the RSC. So as we, I mean, lots of people are seeking different ways to support the Ukraine, whether it be um, sending money or raising funds at schools through art projects. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite interesting to just see something culturally that's exported from one of their, from one of their best writers. So that's tomorrow and it's on the Guardian website. Fantastic. And you were talking about the streaming of that. Let's move on to the streaming of the Sondheim West End Gala. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm not happy Oh, no. What, because I didn't get you a ticket? No, no. But I'm not happy because they're not streaming it to everybody in the world. Ah, yes. They're streaming it to, once again, the select few who can afford to buy a ticket. I suppose because it is trying to raise money for a charitable foundation, that the risk is that... But you can still charge for a streaming. Yes. Yeah, you could charge... You you could do it all. You could do the extra venue. Yeah. um, it's the Lunar Cinema, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got that money as well, and then you can stream it out to homes for people who can't do it for less, and then you get even more money. But you can't, you know, marginalise who was allowed to see these things. Yeah, it's true. Particularly getting... with that many incredible people there, I wonder if they might try and do an encore screening of it because once they've got the cameras there, of course, they can monetize it another time. But if if it's currently going to over two thousand five hundred people, you're right; it could easily go to millions more. Yeah, so I just, we need to get against this thing of only if you can afford it, you can come Mm. and actually sit in a chair. Do you know what I mean? Have a word with Cameron McIntosh, who pretty much created that. Let me just call him in the break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the tickets for that, if you wanted to go and sit in a cinema a few doors down uh, from the theatre, went on sale yesterday. And I do like that priority was given to people who missed out last time, because, of course, if, if people had listened to our recommendation and had missed tickets, they might still be in the queue. So there could well be people listening to Stage Door who have a ticket. If so, they can record it on their phone and tell us what it was like. No, that's illegal. Roddy. Speaking of concerts, there's a Frank and Friends concert at Cadogan Hall on the 17th of April. Now, this is exciting. Now, the music of Frank Wildhorn, you'll know from Scarlet Pimpernel, Bonnie and Clyde, Jekyll and Hyde. Um, did I say Bonnie and Clyde? I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't Bonnie panic. And Hyde. Yeah. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, Wonderland, and he's written loads of pop songs as well. Yeah, it so, was Wonderland, because um, I had Wonderland in the vault. I was going to say I know that name. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going to talk about him again um, after we hear a song. But it's music, all, all of his music, with a lovely, you know, small orchestra, Stars of the West End, the Arts Dead Choir. It's going to be fantastic. If you like uh, Frank Wildhold's music, and especially those musicals, go and book a ticket for the Duggan Hall on the 17th of April. It's going to be super, super fantastic. Mm. I would definitely be going if I wasn't away at that point. The music's incredible. Oh, he's His genius, work's yeah. so good. Yeah. Right. Well, should we listen to a little bit of uh, little bit of nine to five, and then we'll carry okay. carry on rifling through our listings here on stage door whilst we lift the curtain. You gotta 
gotta know what to do, you gotta do it in a hurry. Gotta hustle, gotta bustle, gotta scoot, you gotta scurry. Cause we got no time to fool around, around here. Around here. You gotta get it right on the first try, honey. Cause each mistake means they're losing lots of money. And we got no time to waste a dime around here. Paper. There's your intercom, there's the phone, and there's the stapler. Got your shredder, got your letters, gonna type, you gotta write. Is that clear? Is that clear? Got your three-hole punch, and at noon take lunch. Keep it running, keep it coming, gotta pump, you gotta hump. Cause we got no time to fool around around here. Follow me! Keith, Mr. Hart's administrative assistant. Violet, I've been meaning to talk to you about Mr. Hart's rules regarding office decor. No personal items on the desk. We mustn't look cluttered and sloppy. An office that looks efficient is efficient. efficient. I've typed up this memo and you can post it on the bulletin board. Thanks, Roz. I know just where to stick it. Dear old Roz is Mr. Hart's administrative eyes, ears, nose, and throat. If you ever want to gossip in the ladies' room, check under the stall for feet first. For such a thing as your personal worries Gotta grow, you gotta show Gotta keep it in tow around here Let's recap Know who to trust Know it in a hurry No time for any personal worries No laughing, no jokes And mind the dress code Fantastic. That was great fun. I've never seen Nine to Five, have you? I, I have, and it's absolutely brilliant. And that's Alison Jenny as well, which I absolutely love her. She's a fantastic actress, American actress Aww. of TV and stage. And this is River Radio, and you can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live, and you can tell Alexa, play River Radio. And on the 4th of April, yeah. you will hear us on DAB. Cannot <laughs> wait. Yeah, so exciting. Fire up the fireworks. Crack open Absolutely. the champagne. Right, so we're going through lifting the curtain, picking out our highlights from the things that have been announced across the theatre news this week. What have you got locally, yeah. Joe? What's going on? Oh, there's quite a few things, actually. Ooh, it's quite exciting. And I'm, and I'm choosing some other, because our um, demographic and area has sort of expanded since we've, you know, going on DAB. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm including some more theatres that nice. we don't normally do, which is great. So the Camberley Theatre, um, they have some great stuff for children this Easter. And it, it, Easter holidays is only like 
about a week away. So, you know, if you want something for the kids, um, this is going to be great. They have uh, something called Spontaneous Potter. Oh, Don't nice. Heard that. No. Wind in the Willows, um, the British Theatre Academy's Matilda Jr. and The Wizard of Oz. All of that is happening in the Easter holidays at the Cambly Theatre for Children. So, uh, you know, check their website for times um, of those great shows. Uh, the Beck Theatre in Hayes. Uh, it's the final weekend this weekend for um, Michael Mopogo's Private Peaceful. Um, oh, and such a lovely such show. Such yeah, he's such a great writer as well. And then that's for kids, so if they want to go see that, that this weekend. And on Sunday, you parents could go out and see Soul Sisters, the musical. Uh, so if you're really into soul music and you want some really uplifting stuff, uh, that's at the Beck Theatre in Hayes. Um, and also at the Beck Theatre, don't forget the 12th to the 16th of April. It seems like ages away, but it isn't. It's still in the Easter holidays still. Yeah. Uh, some mothers still have them starring Joe Pasquale. I've mentioned it before, but it would be a good night out if you've been looking after the kids all day and you and uh, your partner want to go out and just have a bit of a laugh, go uh, to see some mothers still have them at the Beck Theatre, 12th of April. And finally, um, in Woking, the new Victoria Theatre in Woking, if you, um, I'm still doing that whole Easter holiday thing, 7th to the 10th of April is David Williams' Billionaire Boy. And that's a really great thing to take the family to. So 7th to the 10th of April, Woking, the new Victoria Theatre, David Williams, billionaire boy. Great. And that's brilliant for people who might be struggling slightly to get into reading, if if that can be a companion piece to you trying to encourage them to open books. And actually, that links in quite neatly to my hour pick, but more on that later. Oh, um, OK. Now, something I've spotted, Diary of a Somebody at the Seven Dials Playhouse. Um, yeah. This... this Shot across my radar this week because it's got some... It, the copy is brilliant, as in the, the blurb on the email. Yeah. I was like, this is fabulous. Listen to this. The year is 1966, a shabby bedsit in Angel. Joe Orton, who lives with his lover, Kenneth Halliwell, is becoming the most successful young playwright in Britain. His West End hit, Loot, is voted Play of the Year. His work is adapted for TV. The Beatles demand he write their new movie. In eight wow. months, he'll be brutally murdered by the person closest to him. Like, dun, whoa, dun, and dun. based on a true story. Like, it's a true story. What? So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. This happened. So it's taken verbatim from Joe Orton's private and sexually explicit diaries, and it hasn't been on stage for 35 years. That is wow. now on at the Seven Dials Playhouse, which I know we mentioned last week is one of those exciting new theatres that's opened Absolutely. up in London, which I didn't, didn't, don't think we even got as far as including it on the higher or lower than 2,000 seats part of no, the quiz. It's yeah. that new. Um, so I always like going to a new venue, a little bit like when they refurbished the theatre that Hamilton's in in Victoria. It's all sort of, it, there's a new atmosphere, there's a new energy to it. So if you you want to go to a new theatre, Seven Dials Playhouse, to see this extraordinary show it. that's not yeah. been on for years. Diary of a Somebody is on now till the 30th of April. Oh, fantastic. I've got time to go. That's brilliant. Tremendous. Thank, thank you so much. This <laughs> programme is so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I see you actually write down what's... You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. You know, I want to take advantage of all this info as well. And, <laughs> you, you, you know, one thing I, I think... I mentioned this a bit last week. It is so important for us to just experiment and be curious as to what's out there to do with theatre. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've been too safe. And I think, you know, if you pre-pandemic weren't even into theatre, you know, we're, we're giving you some ideas of some really safe things to go and, you know, put your toe in the water. Um, but also there's, if you're into theatre, we, we're saying some other stuff that's like, 
come on, try this. You might just like it. Speaking of which, I saw a poster for Daddy, a melodrama at the Almeida. And I was like, that's an intriguing title. So I went to look it up. This play began life in uh, off-Broadway in 2019. And I'd heard of it because Alan Cumming was in it. So Alan Cumming, who I know from Goldeneye. Uh, But yeah, Alan Cumming was in it. And (laughs) and so it got quite a lot of press. Um, It's about a corrosive love affair between a young black artist and an older, richer white man. Um, And uh, the New York Times described coming as being Mephistophelian, which try saying wow. try saying that before you've had your morning coffee. Um, but it <laughs> sounds a really interesting piece. I think it's quite challenging. I it's interesting. It doesn't have star casting in the UK at London's Almeida, but it does have a gospel choir in an infinity pool. Well, doesn't every show? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the original wow. did, and the Almeida's no different. That's on now wow. as well. That's on till the 13th okay. of April. So if you want to go and challenge yourself, see something new, go and stretch the bounds of theatre, there is an actual yeah. pool on stage with a gospel choir in it. So that's Daddy Love at it. the Almeida. That's another one I'm going to go see. If anybody <laughs> would like to join me, Joe at River.Radio, come on. <laughs> just just invite me. River I'm, Radio I'm, outings. All yours. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, you probably heard... Uh, or splashed all over the place. Gemma Collins is joining. I did see that the musical yeah. Chicago, largely now, from the Twitter splash that came after it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, Gemma Collins, for those who uh, I'm sure you do know, you'd be under a rock if you didn't. Um, is from the Only Ways Essex TV show, and you know she's larger than life personality. Uh, always been on Celebrity Big Brother, things like that. You know she's she's quite um, um, a vocal young lady, <laughs> put it that way maybe. Um, now, Chicago is known for having celebrities in there, mm. you know, whether it's the Billy Flynn role or Mama Morton or even just one of the leads, Velma or Roxy, um, you know, it's, it's usually got some kind of celeb star to, you know, help bring people in because it's once again a good show to go and see if you've not seen theatre. Yeah. So that isn't new, but, but. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, uh, I'm not surprised. I do love Chicago. And it basically, as you're saying, invented the idea of star casting, celebrity casting. It does it to pull bums on seats. It puts the name Absolutely. above the title. It puts their face yeah. on the poster, uh, if you're lucky. And then it uses it to try and get people in. And if it encourages a different audience to come to the theatre, great. The thing that frustrates me is the music is so good. I would love to see a production of Chicago with just cast, good cast. I mean, for, the 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 press release that went out says the cast is completed by and then lists actual performers it lists yes. very talented musical theater yes. performers after it can we just have all of them do it would be my preference but i do get that it's appealing to a different market <laughs> well the thing is is that also um you know the billy flynn and i don't think the two female leads but billy flynn and mama morton who Gemma collins is playing you know they're they are sort of speak singy kind of songs yeah. you can get away with <laughs> yeah. um yeah, you can get away with things, um, you know, especially with the Mama Morton character. And But, you know, she did go to Sylvia Young when she was 14 and, you know, we've seen her on, on one of the dance shows, celebrity dance shows, and um, apparently she did a fantastic audition, so... I mean, ironically, she's probably got more experience than some of the people who've done it before. I mean, a very good friend of mine was telling me this morning, he saw Gabby Roslin play it years ago. Yes. So, I mean, if that's the kind (laughs) of person you're getting into Chicago, then fine. But she joins the cast in May. So if you're a fan of TOWIE, Gemma Collins goes into Chicago from May. Yeah, fantastic. What what else have you got? 
Go on, you, after you. <laughs> it's slightly trickier yeah. when I can't go. Yeah, I've got one in point, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah normally we're opposite each other in the studio, yeah. but I'm at home via Zoom thanks to COVID. Yeah. And, uh, but we're doing great. We're, we're doing, doing great. fine. We just can't yeah. use the same system of semaphores. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, no, I was just going to mention that there's a reimagined production of Jekyll and Hyde. Now, I mentioned Frank Walton earlier. Yes. Um, so he's written the music for this. And the book is by Leslie Bricus. Bricus? I'm Bricus, not quite yeah. sure how to pronounce it. I think we've looked, um, we've looked that up before, I'm sure. I think it's Bricus. He, yeah. He, who is absolutely incredible. Now, he's um, written songs, you know, the music for films of Dr. Doolittle, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Tom and Jerry. He wrote Goldfinger. He wrote You Only Live Twice. You know, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And so him with Frank Wildhorn together have written Jekyll and Hyde, which is just phenomenal. Um, and he's only recently, uh, Leslie's only recently passed away last year in October. He even had a flat down the River Thames as well. Wow. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to find out more about these people because it's really interesting. It's directed by Jonathan O'Boyle and it's going to star Sam Oladomi. And I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is interesting. The music direction is by Leo Mundy. And now Leo Mundy is an ex Maidenhead. Oh boy. wow! Yeah, it's and all he went to locally school, in the Thames Valley. Yeah, with uh, my son. So it's all it's all <laughs> very very um, you know nice and close uh, to the River Radio. So I just thought that'd be quite interesting. And Sam Aladunde, that's probably it. Sam Aladunde has uh, recently been in Come From Away, and prior to that, Hamilton, Book of Mormon, Prince of Egypt. So that's going to be a really great show. Um, it's it's on its way. The cast have just been announced, um, so that's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Keep your ears peeled and your eyes skinned. Right, time for our pick. This is mine this week. It's very. I'm going to whiz through this very quickly. I had an email from the Tobacco Factory Theatre in Bristol with their upcoming summer season, and it's a play called Offside that leapt out to me because it's about football. Now, quite often... Uh, plays skirt the issue of football because the Venn diagram of people who are interested in theatre and interested in football um, doesn't cross over very much. And yet there are people uh, who are... Um, feel excluded from theatre, feel like it's not a space for them, who might be drawn in to a show about theatre. It's called Offside. More than just football, though, and it's 1892, it's set in 1992, and it's set in 2022. It's about four women from across the centuries who live, breathe and play football. So not just football, it's about women yeah. in football as well, which is a brilliant concept. Um, they all suffer different, uh, different obstacles, but the possibility that the beautiful game will change their lives is true for all of them. And so sure. the idea that the audience is there on the touchline of this show, I think, is fantastic. Different way of doing something. And um, now I mentioned it's at the Tobacco Factory. That's on the fourteenth, fifteenth of June. Bristol's a bit far. I cannot find a full list of where this show's touring. It's oh, in Birmingham okay. at the Mac on the sixteenth of June. Um, but the closest I did spot that it's coming is it's at the Yvonne Arno in Guildford. So as we cast our net a little wider around the Thames Valley, as we go DAB live on the fourth, um, it's. On in Guildford on the 9th of June. It's written by Sabrina Mafouz and Holly McNish. So if you want something a little different, that's offside uh, at the Yvonne Arno. And just one final thing, just to remind everybody that um, Jam Theatre's got Everdance Narnia this weekend. Ah, yes. There are still a few tickets on Saturday. You can go to jamtheatre.co.uk. It's been creatively directed by Ryan Carter, uh, West End creative and it's going to be incredible yeah fantastic get your tickets Look out, cause here I come. 
Right, so if you if you're in any doubt after the first clip, we want you to name the show, not the yeah, not the song, although you might be able to get that as well, but the show yeah. from which that comes, the musical from which that comes. Do it again. Look out, cause here I come. You sounded like okay. one of the hyenas in Lion King there. Ooh, do it again. Here, do it again. <laughs> I don't know how to take that, but anyway. <laughs> um, so email me, joe at river.radio, jo at river.radio, and tell me what the musical is so I can put you on my leaderboard so you can win a prize, but I'm sure you know what that is by now. Yeah. Oh, now, Joe, I'm going to have to deal with this in your absence. You are. I, I hate yeah. the photos, you know. Uh, but Don't it, be scared. Okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> Big boy pants on. Hello. Hi, Joe and Roddy. It's Louisa here from Marlowe. Oh, hope you're both well. Firstly, just a big thank you for a fantastic show. Love listening to you guys. Um, was hoping to make a request. Yeah, long, long time ago in year six, we did the Jungle Book uh, as oh, yeah. a school production. And we all got to sing The Bare Necessities together. And whenever I hear it, it brings back lovely memories. So I was really hoping Aww. you might be able to play The Bare Necessities by The Jungle Book. Thanks ever so much. Take care, guys. Bye. Oh, we can definitely do that. Oh, she she hung up. I wanted to ask her um, what role that she played. Oh, that's a it. good point. Yeah, and whether she yeah. got any photos. Yeah. Right, well, as the sun streams through the window here in Marlow, uh, in the heart of the Thames Valley, from where we broadcast our stage door programme on River Radio, uh, we're going to forget about our worries and our strife. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities Or Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam I couldn't be found Of my big home The bees are buzzing in the tree To make some honey just for me When you Look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Oh, they'll come to you. Bam, 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 bam. I wonder how many people were jiving along to that one, that hit from the Jungle Book. There you go, Louisa. I think that's going to bring a lot of memories to a lot of people, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got 14 out of 15 last week on the quiz. Joe, okay. what have you got for me this week? Dismal I've come up. Uh, I don't know, but I've come up with something really interesting and I've, I, I, I'm very proud of myself. So here we go. Oh, great. Yep. All right. Uh, these are leads, West End leads. Okay. Okay. Lead people. Characters or uh, humans? Humans. Okay. And from my description, you need to tell me who you think it is. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Okay. So number one, and hopefully people can help you and email. Yes, Roddy please. At, Roddy at river.radio. Yeah. Okay, so um, the first one. He played Fagin in the West End in Oliver and is most known as a silent vegetable. <laughs> played Fagin in the West End in Oliver and is most known as a silent vegetable. Wow, a silent vegetable. That, yeah. that has thrown me. Okay, yeah, don't know. Okay. Okay, question two. She plays the leads in new shows. Andrew Lloyd Webber seems to be a fan. Her brother is a well-known yeah, yeah, Buster yeah, yeah. McFly children's author. <laughs> yeah, got it. 
Uh, question three. Stage and screen is where we can find him with his family opposite Zoe on a ship opposite Sutton in Beaumont Supermare opposite Rufus. Oh, hang on. Do that again. I'm close. Okay. So uh, stage and screen. Okay. Both things. is with his family opposite Zoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. On a ship opposite Sutton and in Beaumont Supermare in opposite Rufus. Great. Didn't know okay. the last one, so got it from the okay. first two, but yeah, got right. it. Great. Four. Voice to die for and influenced by Sam Cooke and Aretha Franklin, this legend of pop and stage will next be seen as a nun. Ah, uh, oh. Huh? Voice to die for and influenced by Sam Cooke and Aretha Franklin, this legend of pop and stage will next be seen as a nun. Okay. Don't know. I'm Previously guess. been drifting. I've got a good idea. Okay. Uh, and finally, this award-winning actor has played uh, Marius, Mac, Raoul, Potts, Sweeney, and Edna. This award-winning yeah. actor has played Marius, Mac, Raoul, Potts, Sweeney, and Edna. Okay, I think I know that. It's mainly the first... One and four I'm worrying about. I've got ideas for four. One, okay. no idea. Please help me. Well, I am in... I think Joe's chosen this track on purpose. I am in agony. <laughs> Please, we, we've got two minutes. Try and put me out of my misery. Roddy at River.Radio. Did I abuse her or show her disdain? Why does she run from me? If I should lose her, how shall I regain the heart she has won from me? Agony beyond power of speech When the one thing you want Is the only thing out of your reach High in her tower she sits by the hour Maintaining her hair Blithe and becoming and frequently humming A light-hearted air painful than yours when you know she would go with you if there only were doors agony all the torture they teach what's as intriguing or half so fatiguing as what's out of reach am I not sensitive Clever, well-mannered, considerate, passionate, charming, as kind as I'm handsome, and heir to a throne. You are everything maidens could wish for. Then why know? Do I know? The girl must be mad. You know nothing of madness till you're climbing her hair and you see her up there as you're nearing her, all the while hearing her rise. For each Always ten steps behind Always ten feet below And she's just out of reach Agony That can cut like a knife I must have her To wife I've heard so many go. spoofs of that, <laughs> people doing sort of rewritten lyrics of it. It's so nice to hear the original. It's great, isn't it? And that's Agony from Into the Woods. Okay, 
Are you ready for the results? I'd say I'm ready as I ever, ever will be okay, with my party quite, blower. Yep. I quite like this idea. It right, is. so the first question was, he played Fagan in the West End in Oliver and is most known as a silent vegetable. Silent vegetable. I have absolutely no idea what that is. I can name you a few people who played Fagan, but uh, Rowan Atkinson's my fave and I don't think he's ever been a silent vegetable. Well, he's Mr Bean. Oh, I see. I didn't realise yeah. we were using that term in 2022. Okay, well, it's Rowan Atkinson then. No, I, no, I mean, the word bean is a vegetable. Oh, I see, rather than the fact he's a bit mutant. Yes, nothing I, like that. I was like, I beg your pardon. Oh, oh phew, I feel sake, hugely Rocky. relieved now. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson, yay, I like him. Woohoo! Right, you got that right. Okay, <laughs> she plays the lead in new shows. Andrew Lloyd Webber seems to be a fan, and her brother is a well-known Buster McFly children's author. Carrie Hope Fletcher. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, three, stage and screen is where we can find him with family opposite Zoe, on a ship opposite Sutton, and in Beaumont Submar opposite Rufus. Robert Lindsay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in um, Anything Goes, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and of course, My Family on TV. Very good. Uh, Four, voice to die for and influenced by Sam Cooke and Aretha Franklin, this legend of pop and stage will next be seen as a nun. Is that Beverly Knight? It is. Yes. yes. That was a well slight done. guess based on the first bit. I didn't know she was going into that. Yeah. She's in Sister Act. In Sister Act, yeah. Great. With Jennifer Saunders. Yeah, I knew Jennifer well. Saunders was in it. And, and I was Kiara like, that does Settle. not match up with the rest of your description. As well. Um, anyway, this award-winning actor has played Marius, Mac, Raul, Potts, Sweeney and Edna. Uh, uh, um, suddenly it. was looking at something else. Michael Ball. It is Michael Ball. Well yes. done. You got them all, mate. Five out of five. Has that ever happened? Cheers, mate. It's truth. I, I think I last got five about six years ago, so I think that's well deserving of some applause. Thanks very, very much. Good. Thanks very much. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mum. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yay. Five out of five on the quiz. That's the end. That's the last time that'll ever happen. That's awesome. Let's get in the vault really quickly. Okay, in we go. See what we got. Bundle our way in. Can I do the Rolodex? Yes, go on, then you can spin it. I mean, I haven't got a coffee. I've barely got a Ribena with me today. Okay, here we are. (laughs) Here we go. It's going to be... Oh, S. It is. Your turn. (laughs) She says, kicks off her slippers, kicks back. (laughs) It is S for Spamalot. Have you ever seen Spamalot? No, I have not. We've talked about it before on Stage Door because we've had people who've been in it. It's obviously based on the 1975... Monty Python film, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Now, Monty Python's TV series is something I've never really engaged with, but the films are very funny, and the stage version is, again, slightly an even more diluted version of it. So if you've ever associated Python with such extreme nonsense and surrealism that you haven't been able to engage with it, I would give Spamalot a go. It is fast, it is funny, it is very daft. Um, I saw it, I've seen it a couple of times, I saw Sanjeev Bhaskar be in it in the West End, he was hilarious it often has a star King Arthur in it. It's an Arthurian okay. legend. Um, yep. It won 14 Tony, uh, or it was nominated for 14 Tonys, including Best Musical. Wow. Um, it's been seen by about 2 million people. Uh, it, Tim Curry was King Arthur in the original West Ooh. End production and Broadway, Amazing. and his voice on the on the originals <laughs> is so satisfying. Um, it's by Eric Idle, obviously one of the Pythons, yep. and some of the rest of the Pythons are a bit miffed that he's sort of monetized it and slightly um, watered it down. But I have to say, it is very silly and hugely enjoyable. A lot of people, once again, like we 
was saying earlier on in Stage Door, a lot of people who don't necessarily love going to lots of theatre do love Spamalot. Um, There's lots of daft jokes along the way. There's an entire number about Finland because they miss here England for Finland and then come on slapping fish about. Um, There's a sort of bad narration bit. Um, There's, just like in the film Holy Grail, you've got somebody clopping along with um, coconuts. It's all very silly. The plot is quite thin, if I'm honest, but my favourite song (laughs) is uh, the song that goes like this, which I'm going to play to you now. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Parodies musical theatre as well. So you're in for a good, good night if you ever go and manage to catch Spamalot. Once in every show there comes a song like this it starts off soft and low and ends up with a kiss oh well is the song that goes like this Where is it? Where? Where? A sentimental song that casts a magic spell They all will hum along We'll overact like hell Oh, this is the song that goes like this Yes it, yes, it yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now we can go straight into the middle eight. A bridge that is too far for me. I'll sing it in your face while we both embrace. And then we change the key. How are we doing? Mm, that's awfully high for me. We should have stayed in deep For this is our song That goes like this I'm feeling very proud You're singing far too loud That's the way that this song goes I can see you doing that, Roddy. (laughs) I'd love to do it. You're standing on my toes. Such a funny line. There's so many good little gags during that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I I need a little bit of your help with the vocal training in it, although actually they managed (laughs) to make it sound harder than it is. It's only eking up a tiny bit at a time. I've managed to do it in the shower. Fabulous. (laughs) uh, Just let the casting directors know, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) All hope is not lost. Oh, goodness. Well, you're listening to River Radio. We're online at river.radio. We're on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple and Spotify and we're coming next week to DAB. And still to come, we find out if you've correctly managed to name that show, but now to our fantastic Spotlight interview. Woo-woo! Uh, <laughs> here it is. Go. Well, I promised you a really exciting interview and here it is. Please put your hands together for Thomas Mitchells. Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm honoured to have been known as exciting. That's of course you're exciting. What a wonderful adjective. Thank you, Jo. Ooh, you are. You are very exciting. Listen, it's so good to hear what you've been doing. You've been touring the country with the Friends musical, the musical parody. Mm-hmm. What's the official title? Friends, the musical parody, for all okay. legal reasons. Are you having a good time with that? 
having a wonderful time thank you yes it's been quite the journey since we started in January as I'm talking to you now I've unfortunately been having a bit of a hiatus because I've had a double lines on a lateral flow test so the wonderful male swing Sam Willison has been taking over the role of Chandler Bing whilst I've been sat in a dressing gown for a little (laughs) bit and he's been doing wonderfully I've been hearing nothing but brilliant things about him so well done Sam (laughs) but it's my turn now I'm coming back one thing you're really well known for is your voice over work now how you use your voice is just unbelievable I know you do a bit of coaching with that and directing as well don't you with voices Yes, that was a job that was born during the pandemic. So I now work within the games industry as a Amazing. voice director. So I've worked on on quite significantly large games, basically telling people how to safely set themselves on fire over a Ooh. microphone or <laughs> be a dragon or be a, an elf or a zombie. It's Yeah, it's just a, a whole variety of different characters. And, and then I go, great, well, that grunt was lovely, but can we just do this in a slightly different way? I basically tell them they're wrong all the time. <laughs> but if you could just do that a little bit quicker, that'd be fab. <laughs> now, I've heard you do a few voices, and if anybody follows your Instagram, sometimes you treat us with a few little silly voices. Yes. Was that because you were stir-crazy in the hotel room? I was stir crazy in my hotel room. I think that was day three in my Premier Inn in Leicester (laughs) where, uh, you know, I I couldn't go anywhere. So I I was just sat there and I thought I'll give it a go. Let's have a few, if that's all right. A few? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What could we talk about? The topic? (laughs) Um, Uh, Yes, it could go political, uh, with waff, ipso facto, of course, tagging a telly. But it's really important that we go and get your jabs, get your booster. We've rolled out. 500 billion billion jabs in the past year. <laughs> There's something political. Yeah. <laughs> that was excellent. That was so good. Let's do Jeff Goldblum. So the thing I love about Jeff Goldblum is someone I'm very fascinated by in recent years because over time he's become more worldly wise. He's gone deeper in voice, but also uh, he has this kind of flutter in his voice where he'll, uh, uh, he can never say the same sentence in a string of words. He has to go off track. He'll, he'll talk about tracks and racing or racing cars. Uh, I once uh, had a Ford Mustang and, uh, and then he breaks into a song. Ridiculous, man. I'd say ridiculous. Uh, brilliant. Love him. What about a bit of Liam Neeson? Oh, <laughs> Liam Neeson. So uh, Liam Neeson is just one of those, what I call a, a micro impression. Okay. You, you just take on a particular characteristic of someone's voice and you just over accentuate it. And obviously Liam Neeson is Northern Irish. He has a whisper. And the one word you can use to do a Liam Neeson impression is the word bananas. Okay. Bananas. You don't need to do anything else. None Perfect. of this particular set of skills. Bananas. That's spot on. That's amazing. <laughs> it's freaky. Now, I'm sure you probably do the classic Michael Caine. Did you Sean of, Connery? Well, I, I, I suppose in a way, you know, just yeah, beautiful kind of lilton voice that he has and one of my favorite things that sean connery did is i remember my charlemagne and he's walking around in indiana jones the last crusade with junior otherwise (laughs) known as indiana which was the name of the dog and he's there flapping his umbrella with the birds going very good very nice indeed (laughs) warwick davis now he's famous in star wars harry potter yes of course warwick davis is probably one of my favorites just because i am quite nasal as a person do you do any female voices uh the one female voice i do which is i would just say is is ridiculous 
in its entirety again it's just more about just having fun with it is uh coronation street and it's jenny mcalpine as fizz don't be daft Aaron. it wasn't fizz that started the fire it were up that's so good it's, it's the only one i <laughs> literally it looked like it was you dubbing that you know i'm watching you on zoom and that was incredible yeah, I do. I do dubbing for Jenny McAlpine if uh, they need to rebuild <laughs> her problem. sound. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> now let's get on to uh, the show that you're now touring, the Friends, the musical parody. It's mm-hmm. a celebration of the show, sure. Because I think what people worry about when the word parody is added onto something that they have quite an affection towards is that it's going to yeah. be kind of almost ripping it to shreds, and that's yeah. not what this show does. The show is performed by people. And written by people who are Friends fans. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fanatic. I I think the show's great, but I do appreciate what the show was, as does millions of people all over the world. I mean, the show's been going for 25 years now. It's crazy. And we have have audience members coming in who were the first generation of Friends fans. (laughs) Now we have kids coming along. It's It's a huge congregation of of people that love this and so the last thing we want to do with all these people is to offend them exactly the way i describe the show is take all your favorite bits of friends all your favorite quotes and moments and throw them into a blender turn it on for a couple of minutes and then just pour out the content (laughs) and a bit of music in it's just it's just one of those shows where you just you're guaranteed just to have a smile on your face at the end it's a wonderful show I, i love it it's so much fun now, you mentioned earlier that you play Chandler. Have you enjoyed playing him? So my Chandler impression has evolved over time just because it's something I end up keep coming back to. And doing an impression of someone, you have to look at the patterns and deconstruct and, and yeah. do all this, the science behind it. It's very boring. It's very boring. <laughs> it's not boring. It's fascinating. It involves me talking to myself a lot, which, you know. You probably did that anyway. I did that anyway, yes. Yeah. You, you, you caught me. Now, looking at your tour dates, you are... Absolutely everywhere. We've got Hastings, Concert, Whitley Bay, Newcastle, Wakefield, Scunthorpe, Swindon, Worcester, Telford. It just keeps going on and on. Then you go across to Ireland for a while and you're in Dublin and Cork and Limerick and Kilkenny. So lots of fabulous yeah, places that you're going to go to. Galway, Aberdeen, oh. you're heading up there. Fantastic. Sterling. Oh, I know. I get to go to Inverness. I've never been to Inverness before. You've got I'm some very great... excited about Inverness. Yeah, that's in uh, May. And that's not far before you come back down to us. Closest one that you have coming to you is in Woking, the new Victoria Theatre in Woking. You're there on Sunday, the 29th of May. And that's your final shows, it which is. is great for us because it's got the atmosphere is going to be incredible, isn't it? It'll be very bittersweet, as is always a final show of the tour. But it's definitely worth coming along to Woking the 29th of May because it will have a buzz and atmosphere about it, especially from us. You'll get that from us because that will be the final time. So at Woking, the new Victoria Theatre, you've got the matinee at 3.30 and there's still tickets available for that. And the 7pm is pretty close to being sold out. And that's a whopping big theatre as well. So well done for selling out that place. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, Thomas Mitchells, thank you so much for joining us at Stage Door. Lovely to speak to you. Do you think you could say goodbye in the voice of the X Factor guy, Peter Dixon? I'll back off a little bit. (laughs) Thank you, listeners of River Radio. This is Thomas Mitchell's saying goodbye. Yes.
<laughs> very good. Listen, thank you so much and all the best and I'll come and see you in Woking. Thank you very much, Joe. Bye, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's great. I had huge Wasn't fun listening fun. to some of those. I did an entire evening as Peter Dixon once doing a voice of God at a Keith Lemon sponsored by Foster's event. And by the end of it, I'd got nothing left because, of course, when it's yeah, not yeah. naturally you, you can go to it, but it doesn't, it can't sustain necessarily. Right, let's name that show. Da, 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 ba, da, ba, ba. Name that show. Oh, let them break me down the I want to sing the next line. You can sing the next line when we play the whole song. Won't yeah, okay, okay, in just a few moments' time. Come exactly. on then. For those people who haven't yet twigged what it is, what is it? The musical is The Greatest Showman. Yeah. And it's the song, This Is Me, sung by Kiala Settle. Oh, what so, a The Greatest thing. Showman. Well done, everybody who got that. What an absolute tune. Right, well, you can join us both uh, next Thursday at 11. We'll be here, hopefully, in person we will. on River Radio. We will. For more from, from the, the stage, stage door. door. This is me. 